Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. our prayer tonight, Lord. Let your fire fall on us. Set us on fire, Lord. Thank you, O God, that every spirit of lukewarmness, laziness, and tiredness, and weakness is taken away from us in Jesus' name. This is a church on fire. We are a church on fire. We bless you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. This is a church on fire. Hallelujah. Where is he? This is a church on fire. This is a Holy Spirit thing. We have a prayer. 
This is a church. This is a church on fire. Hallelujah. Give somebody a fiery high five. Tell the person you are welcome to church. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. And turn with me to Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 11. Hallelujah. I shall preach by the grace of God. <laughs> Leviticus chapter 6, verse 11. Are you there? Can we all read it together? We're reading up to verse 30. Ready, go. And you see you are not there. You see you are not there. Let's all read it together. Ready, Go, and he shall put off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Wow. Tonight you can title my message, Your fire must not go out. Hallelujah. Tell somebody your fire must not go out. Tell another person your fire must not go out. And tell a third person your fire must not go out. Amen. Every Christian is expected to be on fire. And last week I remember telling you that God makes his ministers flaming fire. Hallelujah. According to Psalm 104, I believe verse 4. Is that it? And then also Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. They are all the same verse. The Bible says that he makes his ministers flaming fire. So God expects us to be People who are on fire. He doesn't like people who are not on fire. And the reason why I'm preaching it at this time is that at this time of the year, a lot of people, the fire begins to go out. Mercy. So I am just trying to tell you that your fire must not go out. That is all I'm saying. Your fire must not go out. No matter what, find a way. When you find that your fire is going out, go close to somebody who has fire. So that your fire will come on. Hey! Because as soon as your fire goes out, that's it. Something bad is about to happen to you. 
<laughs> so your fire must not go out. And I was telling you last week, we read from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 5. The Bible says that for every battle of a warrior is with confused noise. <laughs> and garments rolled in blood. You see, <laughs> but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Hey! This type of prayer meeting that when you come, you are praying as if you, you, are, you are feeling sleepy or you are, you are having a meditation. You are joking. See, because when we begin to pray, we are on the battlefield. And we are warriors fighting in a battle. And the Bible says that for every battle... Not, not just one battle that some days you are praying and then you are on fire. He said, every battle of a warrior. Hey, are there warriors in the house? Are there warriors here at all? Hey! For every battle. It doesn't matter what battle you are in. Yeah. Some of you, maybe you are not fighting any battle, that's why. But... Whether we like it or not, Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, <laughs> but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hey! Wicked spirits are fighting us. So whatever you are having, you see, even when you come to church and you are sleeping, you are feeling sleepy, it's a battle. <laughs> You need to fight the sleep. It is the spirit that is fighting you. When you come to church and there's certain bombness, do you know bombness? Bomb is trying to come upon you so that when people are screaming and saying amen, as for you, you are just sitting down. It is the spirit of bombness. Now, if you don't fight the spirit of bombness, before you realize as the preaching is going on, you are being left out. But as the preaching is going on and the word of God is coming to you, may you be able to stand to your feet. May you be able to give the Lord a shout. May you be able to shake yourself. Come on, give the Lord a shout. It is with confused noise. Auntie Philippa, confused noise. We don't even know what you are doing. Palia, 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 Confused noise. As a confused noise. Oh, can some people make some confused noise here? Makatala baba, shandala babunda, ayala babunda ba, katala baba baba, ayala ketele bosone, mandaria sandele bondolia, iele pepeli andele bosonere. Hey! Anytime you go to a place and you begin to hear confused noise, know that there's a battle around. Yeah. I tell you, the devil must know that we are not sleeping. Yeah. 
Somebody say, hey. Say, hey, hey. Say, hey, 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 Somebody is asking, what are we doing? <laughs> we are confusing the devil. Hey, 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 hey. Is it because the devil is expecting you to be sitting down very sad? And me, people don't like me. As for me, I don't know why my life is the way it is. Whatever I do, it doesn't work. Me, I don't know. Things don't work for me. Hey! Hey, hey! Hey, hey! Hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey! Hey! No, how many sometimes when you're there, you have those thoughts? It's like, ah, life is number. Why me? Why? Some of you came to the service tonight with such thoughts and such mind. It's like, there's that, that. Say, hey! The devil doesn't know what we are doing. He's wondering what we are doing. Yeah. Even if it doesn't mean anything. It is better than sitting down and looking morose and looking like the world has come to an end. Say hey! Hey, hey! Hey, hey! Hey, 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 hey! Yeah. that when you are there and you begin to feel sad and you are beginning to feel... Say hey! Hey, hey, hey! Put your hands together for Jesus. Sit down. Drive away every bumness. Eh? So the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse 11, one of my favorite scriptures, it says that not slothful, in business. <laughs> it's one of the first scriptures I memorized. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Yeah. We don't serve the Lord with slothfulness. We don't serve the Lord with laziness and lethargy. Fervent in spirit. Not slothful in business. It's a business. We must be busy about the Lord's work. This type of thing that we are doing is as if if you were doing business. Is that how you'll be doing the business? You will never make profit. Yeah. What bokas are business out here? The bianauda. Now you yeah, that, that's how some of us do the Lord's work. A certain bombness. I was looking at the choir today. I said, hey, the choir has grown lean today. Because some people are just doing their business thoughtfully. 
Ask the next person, are you slothful in business or you are you are fervent in spirit? Hey! Message Bible says, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. These are in the Bible. I'm not saying anything. All that I'm telling you is from the Bible. Don't burn out. In July, don't burn out. I said in July, don't burn out. In August, don't burn out. September, don't burn out. October, don't burn out. November, don't burn out. December, still be fuel and be aflame. When we see you, fire is coming out of your nose, your ears. (laughs) Fire, you are on fire all the time. Fire all the time. Fire for fire. So, Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, I enjoying the scriptures. I'm just reading scriptures to you. Verse 17 and 18. It says that they zealously affect you. They zealously affect you. But not well. Yea, they would exclude you that ye might affect them. Things must not affect you. You must affect things. You must bring a change to things. How come rather things are affecting you? (laughs) Sleep. It's affecting you. Laziness is affecting you. Slothfulness is affecting. But we must affect the things. Yeah. See people around you with a certain attitude. Then you are affected by it. Then you see that you too you are becoming like that. You must affect the people around you. Who are the people around you who are affecting you in the way you... That you have become some way. There are a lot of orangus in the system. They would like to affect you. He said, but you affect them. Then I like verse 18. He said, but it is good. It is good. To be zealously affected. Sometimes, most of the time, when you are in the mood, when, when, always, za, zealously affected, always, za. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing and not only when I am present with you. 
Once something is a good thing, be zealously affected in it. Once it's good. It's coming to church on Wednesday is a good thing. Then be zealously affected by it. Always. So that when you are coming, people will wonder that, ah, why you cry? Today somebody came to see me around four o'clock. And then when he fin- we finished talking, he was going, so he's going to wait for the service. I said, hey, it's good. He's around. He has come to church. That's it. He's here. Zealously affected. I'm sure somebody will say, oh, you know, dear, dear, I don't think I can wait, sir. <laughs> Let me just go. At least I've seen a preacher. Be zealously affected. If you are a chorister, be zealously affected in the singing. If you are in a choir ministry, be zealously affected in it. It's a good thing. Once you find that thing is a good thing, be zealously affected in it. Always. Be zealously affected. And not only when I am present with you. Because there are some people, it is only when you, the pastor can see you or your leader can see you, then you become, if visitation is a good thing, be zealously affected always. We shouldn't always be checking on you. Are you doing your visitation? Always. Is having your quiet time a good thing? Then be zealously affected in it always. And not only when we are present with you. Because we are watching you. That's why you are doing like a... You are somebody who... Who has your quiet time all the time. Tell somebody, may your fire not go out. Tell him, your fire shall not go out. Yeah. And don't let anybody make you look like an extremist. You, you are too some way. You are taking the thing too personal. After the, you have taken it to World Cup. We will do it. Mark chapter 11. You shall see people who take the thing World Cup. <laughs> Jesus, there, when he was growing up, now he started. So when his mother was asking, Charlie, but you how? We are going to you are going to church. We are all going. You are still in the church. You come home. Say, hey, mommy, <laughs> don't you know I must be about my father's business? Always. Always. In Mark chapter eleven, verse fifteen, look at it. Eh? Where is it? And when they came to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple. He began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple. <laughs> and he overthrew the tables of the money changers. Radical Christianity. And the seats of them that sold doves. And will not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. <laughs> he was standing at the gate. Nobody is coming here. Come on. Yeah. That's how some people are taking the Christianity. 
One day the Bible says that there was a time a certain this thing had come upon the children of Israel that God was not happy with them because they were sleeping with other people. So many wow things. Then as they were crying to God and asking for forgiveness that God, one guy, he had gone to take <laughs> some woman and as the people were we are praying and we are seeking them. He had gone into a temple with a certain woman. And was doing his best. Ah. I mean, there are some people. So there was a guy called Zimri or whatever. He, in fact, he got so angry. <laughs> he took a spear. As the brother was on the sister doing his best. He drove the spear. He made kebab out of the two of them. And the Bible says that as soon as he did that, the plague stopped. Because it's like God had found, I think you should find that scripture for me. The Bible says that God had found somebody who had a certain zeal that he liked. Phinehas. Phinehas is his name. Not Zimri. Phinehas. Bible says that God, the plague stopped because God had found somebody. Maybe if you Google plague stopped or plague whatever. Search for that. God was very happy with the guy. Because of what he had done. So, the type of zeal that makes people stand at the gate and say, listen, we will not allow anybody to come and misbehave here. Sometimes you must be wild on people who sit around you and fool in the church. Sometimes preaching is going on, they pass stupid comments. Then you turn to the person and say, my friend, my friend, my friend, respect yourself, eh? Respect yourself. <laughs> It's Bishop Saki's term. Respect yourself. Diwuni, why? Respect yourself. <laughs> yeah, grown up. I'm not expecting you to behave like that. Have you found the scripture? Numbers 25. Your mic is off. Yes. Share. Sure. Eh. Are, are you are you on fire or you are you are? Where is the person? Perspire difficult one now on sorry. Yes, yes. Ah! Hey, are you in the church? Respect yourself. And when use my mind. Okay, six. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Verse seven. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, 
He rose up from among the congregation. Yes. He rose up, yes. From among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. Javelin. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. That's it. You, later you find what God said about the thing he did. Later when you look at you locate it and read it for us. But God was happy. So Jesus too, when he came to the temple, people were doing business <laughs> in the church. And they were selling, buying, doing... Ah, one church that we have come to look for God, if people are selling uh, mobile credit, you are, you are selling uh, 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 pampers in the church. I mean, do you know that people sell pampers in the church? Baby food, they are selling at the back of the church because the person cannot go out and go and buy. So in the church, no pampers for out. And, and they sell diapers in the church. How many should I give you? Three. My daughter, she can poo poo three. And he talks saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a nation and the house of prayer? But you have made it a den of thieves. And the Bible says that. He made, where was the place that he made a whip? Eh? He overthrew the tables. He will not, I think the, the John version, John chapter 2, he said, Bible says, and he made a whip and he whipped them. Some people, you should be whipped in the church. You are serving God as if it's some, uh, this thing. We must be on fire. Isaiah 59, verse 16, Bible says that. Isaiah 59, verse 16. Yeah. And he saw that there was no man. And he wondered that there was no intercessor. Nobody on fire. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him. And his righteousness is sustained him. Verse 17. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate. And a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garment of vengeance for clothing. And he was clad with zeal as a cloak. This is the dressing of the Lord. This is how God dresses. He wears righteousness as a breastplate. He wears uh, 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 salvation as a helmet. He puts on vengeance as a clothing. Then for a cloak. He asks zeal. You see, you, I tell you, 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 you top up everything with zeal. When zeal is not in the thing, it will not work. Selously affected. Put on zeal. He put on. That's why the Bible says, that gentleman says, come and see my zeal for the Lord. Because the zeal, it must be seen. You put it on and everybody can see that you are zealous for the Lord. How come your zeal, we cannot see it? Rather, we see your quarreling. And your cantankrosity. Yeah. 
As an expert, do you know what cantankerous is? <laughs> now, in the next five minutes, let me tell you why your fire must not go out. You want to know? Number one, fire makes you attractive. Wow. Yeah. Do you know why some people, they are liked and there are some people who are not liked? Yeah. Because of fire. You are attractive first to God, you are attractive also to other believers. Yeah. When I saw my wife, it was her fire that attracted me. Some of you sisters, you don't know why no brother is approaching. Oh yeah, many are cold and a few are frozen. You are frozen in the church. That's why he makes his ministers flaming fire. So when he's looking for his ministers, when he's looking for the people who are, he looks for people who are on fire. Then he is attracted to them. I see fire here. I see fire here. Exodus chapter 3. Verse 1. Exodus is the second book of the Bible. If you can't find Exodus, I don't know which book you can find. (laughs) You are frozen. You see, you must be on fire even in the scriptures. Warm. Anyway, verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. Out of the midst of a bush, And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. The man was attracted to the fire. As soon as he saw fire, he said, wow, I want to go and see what is happening. When you are on fire, that's what happens. People want to say, wow. I want to see what's happening. I want to know this person very well. I want to know why this person is always alive and zealous. You are attractive. You attract people to yourself. The reason why nobody wants to come close to you is because if there's a choir that is on fire, people would like to join the choir. Yeah. When you go to a church and the church is on fire, you would like to be a part of the church. That is why we must be a church on fire. Well, when people come in the church and people are sleeping, one time uh, somebody died in the church and they called the uh, ambulance to come and carry the person. Now when they came, a lot of people were sleeping as the pastor was preaching. So they couldn't tell which one was dead. So they started carrying because if they don't take care, they will, so they will just, when they see that you are, then they will carry you. They say, hey, no, I am not dead. <laughs> 
They carried about 20 people until they found the dead one. What a church. Many are cold. Who do you want to be in such a church? But you come to a place that people are alive. The people are shouting. Confused noise. People are screaming and shouting. Give the Lord a shout. You would like to be in such a church. <laughs> See the people are singing, having praises, and they are so happy. Yeah. Is there anybody when you came to the church, you saw the way the church was on fire, you liked the church? Anybody like that? Yeah. Lots of people. And people will follow you to church when they see the way you are on fire. Yeah. So you yourself, you are attracted to God. God likes you. Sees the way you are on fire. And people also like you. May you be on fire. May you be attractive. Number two. Our fire must not go out in order to keep our conscience awake. Yeah. Our conscience is everything. Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2, 1 Timothy, this was Paul writing to his convert, or his soul, his son in the ministry. He said, now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, are we in the latter times? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Yeah, people are going to all sorts of things. So, why? Bible says, speaking lies in hypocrisy. People can lie easily. People are hypocrites. Hmm. Why having their conscience seared with a hot iron? When your conscience is dead, you nothing affects you. You flow with anything. Everything becomes normal to you. It's like, oh, it don't be anything. We can do it too. Sometimes you get amazed how some people are comfortable in the midst of certain people. They are your friends. You are so comfortable in their midst. How come? Your conscience is seared. And it must be set ablaze. When it's alive, Bible says in 1 Timothy 1 verse 5, it said, now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience and faith on fame from which some having swept have turned aside. When the, the, the conscience is gone, you will turn aside. Mm. There's so much corruption in this world that if you are not on fire, you will just flow into it. Yeah. yeah. You see, the thing 
wants to attack you. It wants to attack you. Do you know why when people are camping, they keep people awake to make sure that the fire doesn't go out? Because when the animals see the fire, they can't come. Yeah. It's not that they are not there. They are there. But I think when they see that the fire is there, they, they think that the people are not asleep. They are awake. So they take turns in sleeping. So that somebody's job is to make sure that fire is burning all the time. They will put more wood inside. Put. Do that till morning. So somebody will sleep from 9 to let's say 2 p.m. or 1 a.m. And then another person will sleep from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Then they are all just making sure that the fire doesn't go out. So the animals want to come, but when they see the fire, they don't come. In the same way as a child of God, there are demons, there are evil spirits. There are some things that want to attack you. But when they see that the fire is burning, they run away. Isaiah 56, I'll show you a scripture. Oh, my time is almost up. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 56, look at the scripture there. You will be amazed. Isaiah 56, have you found it? If you are there, shout yes. yes. Look at verse 9. It says that, all ye, okay, read it. All ye beasts of the field, come to devour. Come to devour. They are calling the demons to come. Yea. Why are they calling the demons to come? Yea, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. The watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. Dumb dogs. In other words, they come back. They cannot back. Yes. Sleeping. Sleeping. You will see that at dawn when we are praying, some people they are sleeping. Am I saying something here? They will say, Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Some people they just put amen on the thing. Amen. And that's it. We don't hear of them again. All ye beasts of the field, come and devour. Come. The people are dumb dogs. The the, the scripture tells you three levels of laziness and lethargy. All of them are asleep. Then number two is what? Lying down. Lying down. It's another position. In the morning, when you have to pray, don't be lying down. Lying down, it is not a good position. One day somebody said, we all, we did inside. Lie down chapel. It's not lie down chapel. It's, it's lighthouse chapel. <laughs> The church, we all we did inside. Lie down chapel. We are not in the lie down chapel. We are in the lighthouse chapel. <laughs> the church, we all did inside. 
Lie down, chapel. Sleeping, lying down, number three. Loving to slumber. Loving to slumber. Obonto, obonto, otonko. Me tonko, nansu me die. Every time you are in the church, you are just loving to slumber. They will call all the demons. Come. Come and see. If you have an idea, the demons that have been called to come to you. Because they see your fire is off. The fire is gone. They say, all ye beasts of the field. (laughs) They are calling all of them. Come. They are sleeping. May your conscience not be dead. You cannot be watching pornography. And nothing happens to you as you are watching. They are just <laughs> it is normal to you as if you are watching Charlie Chaplin or oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Is that Mr. Bean? How can he be laughing at something like this? Your conscience is gone. These days, there's films that church members watch. Hey. Be zealously affected always in a good thing. And not only when we are present with you. What are the things you are watching when we are not there with you? You, you listen to songs. Some of you, the collection you have, you have a pen drive of some cool numbers. One day we went to visit a certain sister. She was playing, she had a selection flowing from Leonel Richie to a Ozigenijata. Listening to all these guys. And we said, Oh, sister, how can you be soaking such songs? She was in her office listening. So when I'm feeling down, I listen to this song. (laughs) Shatawali. (laughs) When the disciples preached them, see the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost, the fire came. Every one of them had fire on his head. And then when Peter was preaching, he preached, he preached, he preached. And at the point, the people said, hey. The Bible said they were pricked in their hearts. So there's a certain fire that makes your heart be pricked when you see certain things. Mm. And yet, that's the next person. Is your fire down or? Number three, we have to close. Men and brethren, what shall we do? That was the question they asked. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Number three. When you are on fire, it melts your heart into the love of God. This year is our year of loving God. How can we love God if we are not on fire? When the fire is there, You see, the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 12, that because iniquity shall abound in the last days, it says the love of many shall wax. Wax. Do you know wax? It's like candle. Candle 
there's the white, there's the wax, cold. So wax in itself is there, and then it's cold. So the only thing that can make your heart and your love melt is to be on fire. Otherwise, your heart will be hardened. You cannot love God. But when your heart is softened and, and the fire melts your heart, oh, that's what the Bible says, that a contrite heart, God will not despise. When he sees people whose hearts are moved by things, he likes them. And you find that your heart is cold. Wax cold. As the next your heart wax cold. Or it's hot. Yeah. When your heart is cold, then you begin to love all sorts of strange things. Bible says, 1 Kings 11, 1, and Solomon loved many strange women. He couldn't even see that they were strange. Because his heart was not in love with God anymore. But break my heart for what breaks yours, Lord. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. And he saves such as are of a contrite spirit. Psalm 34 verse 18. Yeah. What will make people like Abraham sacrifice their only son? It must be a certain love for God. What will make people like David and all these guys just worship God in the way that they do or they did is fire. They were in love. Oh, may our hearts melt. Everything has a melting point. There is nothing that doesn't have a melting point. Everything has a melting point. Yeah. No matter how hard a person's heart is, it gets to a point where it melts. It only does that when the fire of God is there. Sometimes the people we are witnessing to, see, because sometimes we ourselves, we are not on fire, so we can't affect them in a certain way. Yeah. But no matter how hard the person's heart is, as you talk, you see that the heart will be melting. Fire. Jeremiah said, the words that I'm speaking is like fire. Melting. Hey. May every hardness in your heart be taken out. May every stubbornness in your heart be taken out. And may every bitterness. May you be tender. Tender hearted. Tell some people your heart is too hard. Oh. So when your heart is tender, we don't talk too much. When we preach small, no, you are just flowing. We don't even have to tell you, do this. You do it yourself. You pay your tithe. Nobody will tell you. You read your Bible. Tender heart. Wow. I feel I should reserve the rest for later. Number four. To remove the chaff in our lives. That's why I have, our fire must not go out. Yeah. 
Do you know that every treasure has chaff around it? Even gold. When we see it, we are, it looks nice. But there's a lot of chaff around it. That is why they pass gold through fire. After it has gone through fire, all the chaff around it will go. Then it will come out as pure gold. Yeah. All the people who are married here, we are not too sure of your ring, whether it is gold. <laughs> the only way we will know, everybody bring your gold, we will pass it through fire. And we shall see whether it is pure gold or because those that are pure gold, they will come out even nicer. And those that are not pure gold. Maybe <laughs> some of you are wearing some things you don't even know whether it's gold or not. Abyssinia. But John says something. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Matthew 3, 11. He said, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes are not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He said, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. There's too much chaff around us. You are a great vessel. Do you know that? You are a golden vessel. Oh, I see many golden vessels. But the chaff is too much. Chaff of gossip. Chaff of what? Laziness. Chaff of jealousy. Chaff of what else? Bitterness. Chaff of lying. Unforgiveness. What else? No, you can mention your own. Nobody will know that it's you. One day the Lord appeared to Isaiah. He wanted to use him. But he realized that he couldn't use him in that way. So the Bible says that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on his throne and all that. Then he said, Woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips. He said, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, fire, which he had taken from the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. And your sin is perished. Just after that, he said, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go? Then said, Here am I. Send me. He wouldn't have become that vessel that God could use until the chaff was taken away. When chaff is there, you don't open up to the Lord easily. Yeah. Let me read two more scriptures and we are closing. Numbers 31 verse 23. It says that everything that may abide the fire, you shall make it go through the fire. 
<laughs> Everything that will abide to the fire. Make it go through the fire. Sometimes all the things we are doing, we are making you go through the fire. To see whether you abide the fire. A lot of people can't make it. Are you reading a scripture with me? And it shall be clean. Nevertheless, it shall be purified with the water of separation. And all that abided not the fire, all that abided not the fire, ye shall make to go through the water. What? Oh, may you lay aside every weight, oh, and the sin which does so easily beset you. David prayed a prayer. He said, Lord, search me and know me. See if there be anything in me that will not make me be on fire. Yeah, he didn't say that, but that's, that's what he was saying. <laughs> Take it out before it is taken out. One day Paul was somewhere, he was trying to make some fire, and then some snake was in the sticks that he was using to make the fire. Then he jumped and fastened himself on his hand. Bible says that he shook, shook the beast into the fire. Hey, shake that beast into the fire. Whatever thing is holding on to you, pornography, shake it into the fire. Sleep, shake it into the fire. Lying, shake it into the fire. Unforgiveness, shake it into the fire. What else? Huh? Lukewarmness, shake it into the fire. What else? You know your things. Jealousy. What else? What? Fornication. They didn't want to say it. Hmm. Shake, shake. This one it says double shake. Or triple shake. Shake, shake, shake. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refinest fire. And like a fullest soap. And he shall sit as a refiner. And purifier of silver, and it shall purify the sons of liver and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord. If we want our offering to be pleasant to the Lord, shake off every beast. Yeah. Are you waiting for the thing to be taken out for you? Samson should have taken out his eyes before they took it out for him. He couldn't stand beautiful sisters. Hey! As the nearest brother, are your eyes worrying you? Brothers, if you know your eyes, lift up your hand. You know your eyes. 
Father, deliver every eye in this place. Bible says that Job, he made a covenant with his eyes. He said, Lord, I will not look at the beautiful woman, no. Yeah. The accounts have a proverb. They said, the fancy said, Have you heard it before? Yeah. Because see, as you have seen the lady, you know. Wow, what a beauty. Now, you will be tempted to <laughs> follow. <laughs> Brother, keep your eyes straight. As I keep your eyes straight, you'll be following the buttons before you realize you are going into something bad. Shake the eyes into the fire. Your eyes will look at it. What's the only thing we have ever anything? Man, don't win him. Win him. Win him. Wow. Do you know that the kerosene that you use? They get it from crude oil. When you see crude oil, you will not like it. Yeah. But you know how they get the kerosene? They pass the crude oil through fire. 1,000 degrees. When they pass it through, the thing that comes out, the kerosene comes. Kerosene. You are using it in your lantern. You don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Then when they pass it through the same kerosene, they pass it through fire. More fire. It becomes diesel. Yeah. So what it means is that the more the fire, the better the value. When they pass the diesel through more fire, it becomes petrol. Now, when they pass the petrol through more fire, it becomes aviation fuel. The one they use for aeroplane. So now you are no longer moving on the ground. You are flying! Hey! Yay! Yay! Give the Lord a shot! The more the fire, the better the value. May you go through more fire. May you go through more fire. fuel is taken through more fire. It turns into gas. 
and the uses even is more because more people use gas. You, your value even becomes more. You bless many more lives. Bless many lives. May you be on fire. Stand to your feet. Let's go home. Oh, yes. Refine as fire. to diesel, from diesel oh God, to petrol from petrol to aviation fuel oh God, liquefied gas that Lord, your people are of greater use oh God, to you Lord oh Jesus help us Lord help us Lord help us Lord help us Lord to be on fire for you Lord help us Lord to be on fire for you we bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tonight, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church. But you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. If you're here like that, 
Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Tonight is the night of salvation. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. You want to be born again? You want to say, Pastor, I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I cannot see you if you have lifted up your hand wherever you are. Come to me in front here. Come, let's pray. Let's pray together. I choose to be. I choose to be. For you, my master, I'm ready to do your will. Father, we thank you. Make us into vessels that you can use. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call. 030-7010-444 That's 030-7010-444 God richly bless you.